you may have noticed that the seasons change. What happens? You know, you put on it's during the when it cools. They adapt to summer. Every year, every decade, everybody sort of you know you you've met the guys who are still dressed as hippies and they're like. isn't working anymore there are styles and things change as you go through time and we're not wearing robes anymore we don't have the toga thing going well at parties but it's not it's not the natural thing but back in the first century that that was the style and the biblical we're going to look at some biblical style changes and this is a spiritual direction and this is part of our New Day series, New Day Spiritual Awakenings. God has something he wants us to enjoy in the kingdom of God as we relate to Jesus. We are new in Christ. We are made new in Christ, and he is, he's transforming us, and this is part of what we do, our part, to help this transition happen. So it's new style is what we're looking at. So what's your style. What's your style? Uh, We're going to look at Colossians 3.10. Be renewed. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. That's part of the part of the process here. So Colossians 3.10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So there's a process that's, that's like putting on clothes. It's put on the new so the season has changed and it's time to put on something different. And this is in the new life, the new creation, being in Christ. This is part of the, the imagery. So it's like being wrapped in these, in these clothes. You're putting on something new. It makes us look different. It makes us feel different. And we, we are wrapped in this new thing. So be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. That's, that's part of this new style that we're looking at. The new fashion is divine. Put on your new nature, created to be like God. This is Ephesians 4, chapter, or chapter 4, verse 24. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, Truly righteous and holy. So this is unique. This thing is so different. This new life, this new style, this new way of doing things is so different. This new nature, created to be like God, that's way different than created to be like the Joneses or the Smiths or someone else or somebody in a different culture, different city, is created to be like God. So this is head and shoulders. It is a different level. It is way above all that. This truly righteous and holy. 
Righteous meaning it's right, it's rightly connected to God, rightly connected to people, rightly connected to justice, rightly connected to the way God ordered things in the first place in opposition to chaos and things that are broken and disruptive and divided. It's right. It's holy, unique. Holy is to be separated from the way the world goes, typically is down a dark rabbit hole, and God has this other plan in mind to be unique, separated from, different from that, to live this life with love and compassion and, and a heart for, well, doing the right things, to connect with him, to love God above all else, to connect with other people and help them along that path as well. And this new nature has all of that in mind. Or, or if you make your own clothes at home, you can do that. But if you're at the store looking at racks of clothing, you're going to pick something new. Just think about that. God has called you to something unique, righteous and holy. He wants you to be like him, and he wants you to put this on, this new life, this new way of living. So it'll maybe just be a, remem- a way of remembering that he's got this new thing for you, a new style. So we're going to take off the ugly rags, Ephesians four twenty one and 22. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. So you're taking off old clothes. These are corrupted. And it's, it, it's the idea that you, you just want to get rid of that. You don't want to smell like that anymore. You don't want to wander around like that anymore. You're, you are getting rid of it. The dirty clothes, you pick out the least dirty clothes, the least wrinkled ones, and go, I can wear these again. No, the idea is you get rid of the old rags. You get rid of the old clothes. You don't put those back on. You take them out and you burn them. You're done. They're gone. You're putting on new and you're getting rid of the old. And that's all because we're new in Christ. So here's some things that are going to happen because this goes into more detail and that's where we're headed. So the detail of all of this is to change Change, change. Ephesians 4.23. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Those four C's make a difference. Or three C's make a difference. We've got to get rid of the old. We've got to get those things that stand in the way so that we can enjoy the new, enjoy what God has given us, and and this new life, this new way of living in Christ. And sometimes the details get lost. There, there's a, a tendency, and uh, just as humans, and we learn about Jesus and go, well, I got heaven, I'm in pretty good shape. I think I'll just do the, do the heaven thing and, and, and then just do what I want. Just do it the way I want, do, do it the way I've always done it. I'll live like I've always lived. And detail and says that's not the idea 
There's more to this. It goes into ways that we can stop doing the old to distance ourselves from the ugly rags and to put on the new, the new style that Jesus has in mind for us. So we have to change, but we have to be willing to change, and that's part of what this is saying. Instead of all the other junk, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let is a word that is very... uh, to welcome the Spirit to come in, to receive whatever it is that he has in mind. Well, that's on me. It's on you to let. Otherwise, I'm just keeping him at a distance. I just want heaven and I want... Got a new life, new in Christ, made over in an entirely different way and... God in heaven said, I'm going to offer you in this new kingdom, in this new way of living, I'm going to offer you help. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who's going to come into you as you allow and transform you. In traffic, you throw a fit. Every time somebody says something wrong to you or looks wrong or you just have a meltdown, And you go, wow, that's how I love to live life. And you do. You do. And he's saying, how reacting like that ever again, ever again, the Holy Spirit comes into you, transforms you from the inside out. Those things don't even come to mind. You don't react like that because those aren't the reactions of the God of heaven. And we're supposed to put on the new, like our God, righteous and holy, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us, to change our attitudes, our thoughts, the way we function, the way we think, moving it in an entirely different direction. So here we go. Change. Change to truth interaction. Truth interactions. This is truth over lies. And the father of lies is the devil. He's the one who's behind it. Jesus said that he's the father of that. He's part of it. So here's this, a, a divine anti-God, anti-Christ being. And we identify with him as though we are worshiping him because we're going to act like him not like god not like christ who saved us not like the holy spirit who's done this amazing thing anti-good anti-holy being in the universe and lie and these lies can be just the stuff that just guides us directs us the way we think it's our attitude We're protecting ourselves often. We want to look better than what we really are. So we lie, lie on resumes and applications and lie to people around us and all of those things. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. So this is within this Christian reality 
and this new way of doing things, this new style, we're supposed to be saying things that, that need to be said, that need to be said correctly and at the right time and in a way that is appropriate. All of those things are going to be part of this communication style, change to truth interactions. This is a whole different way of, of um, living life when we're used to redirect people's thinking, and often just to promote ourselves, which was the devil's ego problem. He wanted to take over God's spot, and as a result, lies. So to avoid that, we get rid of the old, and we put on That's, that's one. That's verse 25. Now we're going to go to verses uh, 26, 27 in Ephesians 4. Change the hot button. Spirit-controlled rather than anger-controlled. Anger provides access for the devil. So that's part of these attitudes, part of the thinking. Uh, 26, 27, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So we've had the father of lies, and now the anger is an attitude and a tendency, and some people have more of a tendency toward it than others. But it kicks the door open so that the devil has a way of getting into our lives and then getting into our relationships, into our marriages, into our cars, into our homes, into our work, into our families, into Why are people like that? We just need to get a mirror and look in it. that begins on the inside, that says, I'm going to join with Christ, be made new in attitude and thoughts, and I'm going to get rid of the anger that drives me. The anger that just sits there and sees and rots. Gets all fuzzy like the stuff in the fridge. It smells good when you open the Tupperware. You go, that. I need to get rid of that. I need to live life the way he intended, fresh, new, living well, and, and being good his way. Not in the definition that we typically use, which is, is it good for me? Because if it isn't good for me, I'm going to be angry, which again kicks the door open for the devil. And you go, hmm, there's a vicious cycle here. God has a better plan. He says, get rid of it, take it off. Go burn those old corrupt clothes. Don't do it that way anymore. Get rid of this. Change your hot button. Just go in a different direction. Change your value system. Change your value system. Be a giver rather than a taker. The devil is a thief. The devil wants to take the devil looks for every opportunity to take, and the, and the devil is looking for ways to manipulate 
to gain access to get more. And it can be all kinds of things. But he is definitely into this, uh, into taking rather than giving. So Ephesians 4.28, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. The whole idea of this going to work is I'm going to take care of myself, my family, and I'm going to have enough because I'm going to work hard that I can be generous with others. Not stingy, not looking out for me. How can I collect? But how can I give? That's a difference. That is a different attitude. It is a different approach to life. It's a different way of of living. This thing, uh, the stealing part, can go beyond the the money-making. So there can be stealing in terms of time, just wasted time, or tearing away from another person's time. Or, or wanting to be the one who gets the attention in, in a family or a group gathering. You go to a family reunion, and there's, there's 127 people there. All of them have a story. Who want to be the center of attention. So they will tell the stories. They will be the loudest. them to be the entertainment everybody paid the one matters everyone is valuable who attention stealing time saying it's all about me my conversation my stories matter you are simply here as audience, as fodder, as something. And they're stealing that attention. Happens in relationships. Grandparents do it. Well, I just want to give you more stuff. I'm going to do more things. So you think that I love you more than anyone else, and I'm going to get the attention. And what are they doing? Instead of giving, now they're giving the kid something, but why do they do that? Because they're stealing something from someone else. Who? It could be the parents. If they're older, it could be their spouse. They're stealing. It happens. People do that in relationships. And it's not healthy for anyone. We're supposed to be giving. So how can we, even in a conversation, how can we enter into a conversation and give rather than take? Go into a conversation and not steal. To enter into a conversation, listen, respond to that person, to their story, to give them an opportunity, ask them questions and draw them out. You're giving them a gift. You're giving them the gift of someone who cares. Do you know how rare that is? Receiving the gift or giving the gift of caring with someone. This is absolutely amazing. The other side is I'll just steal it. I'll demand it. 
I won't listen to you. All of those things. It's part of it. It's not just money, and it's not just uh, stealing items, which is frustrating enough. But we also steal time and attention. Be a giver rather than a taker. The devil is a thief. Change your verbal tools. Change your verbal tools. Words for good rather than for darkness. The devil destroys. We're told that, John 10.10, and we're told that, that he's the one who comes. He steals, he kills, he destroys. He's looking for ways to, to tear you down and force you away from God and what God has for you. So this is part part of that process. Words make a difference. Ephesians 4.29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. An encouragement to those who hear them. That would require actually caring about the other person enough to say encouraging words. That would require having such a heart for God that you say, I want other people to know the living God and how can I speak to them in such a way that it moves them from where they are to a closer relationship with him, to come into alignment. This isn't coming down on them. You sinned, you're wearing the wrong clothes. Not that. Encouraging words that help build them up, draw them near to the light, to the kingdom, to the goodness, to the love of the living God moving them in a direction that is closer in alignment to him. And it's words. Words that you can speak. The tone that you... matter. Speaking the words of encouragement. Don't use foul or abusive language. You really appreciate it when you receive language coming my direction. Not so much. And yet we think other people deserve it. Why is that? Because we're wearing some old corrupt clothes, living the way of the world, listening to the devil, and we think that is better for the world around us. That is so much better for the world around us. The world will be so much better. Who really needs to be straightened out? Pop up that mirror again. Starts there. And it's way off. You don't like receiving it. You don't want to hear it. It's not cool. It's not fun. You don't accomplish anything good. You don't honor God with it. And yet, this is written to Christians, by the way. This isn't written to non-Christian heathens. This is written to believers in the church in Ephesus. And that's who decided that this was really good to use those kind of words. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. How do you speak those words in your stories, in your complaining, in your understand and know the living God better and to live life to its fullest? How can you do that? Do it at work, do it at the market, do it in the car, do it at home. Change your verbal tools. It's a new style. 
change, and this is because of your appreciation of the Spirit. You appreciate what He has done, so uh, you want to do this. You want to make these changes. So make your way God's way. Make your way God's way in contrast to the way of the devil. Devil has his plan. He wants to take you down a dark road. People love it. That's the wide road. That's the one people are gravitating to. They're, they're, it's the one they're used to. This is different to do it God's way. Ephesians 4.30, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is already invested in you. He cares about you. He wants to make sure that you get to you get home. You get to experience a new life, a new way, because you are redeemed. And he's going to make sure that that happens. He's identified you. So don't bring, don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by rejecting the very things he's just outlined. The way we think, our attitudes, our actions, our words. It's a whole different way of living to put on this new life. And it's getting rid of the old. When we don't let the Holy Spirit, which we began with, Changes. So is that a problem to us? And he says, fine. I just won't, act. you don't have access. Horrible things into my life. there what does your stealing anger what is accomplished through that god says you don't want the holy spirit i'm going to let you enjoy what you have created the life that you want to live is all yours i'm going to release it on you you don't want me you don't want the holy spirit and just, it sorrows him because he wants you to live the life that God has made possible. This new life in the kingdom that Jesus has brought, this new thing. So it saddens him that that happens, but it does. But out of appreciation for him, we can make our way God's way. I appreciate the Holy Spirit's there. I appreciate that there's new life, that there's new power, that there's new availability. So I'm going to go that direction. So... Change from garbage collecting. Ephesians 4.31. Remove the old way and put on the new. Turn from the ways of the devil. Just turn towards the Lord. Listen to him. Go his direction. It, it really does make a huge difference. Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Get rid of it. That means you don't keep it in the closet. You don't keep it in the dirty clothes hamper. You don't go dig it back out. You don't go holding on to it and say, I'm justified. You don't know how those people treated me. You don't know what I grew up with. 
God does. And he just said, get rid of it. Get rid of it. That's not on me. It's not on God. It's not on society. It's on you. Every one of us. Get rid of it. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. So those change from garbage collecting. Change to an oasis of life. Treat others as you've been treated by God. Treat others as, as he's treated you. Ephesians 4.32, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. God's allowed you into his family. He wants you to be part of the family. He sees potential in you. He wants to work with you and see you reach your fullest potential. He's just excited to have you been, be part of all of that. So he's asking you to come. But as you go, remember others. Be kind to them. Forgive them. You've been forgiven. He's given you a chance. And that should be just remarkably life-changing for each each one of us. The new fashion is divine. Ephesians 4.24, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. It's like him. This isn't the same old thing. It's not the way this group says, or that's what those groups said in the 50s or the 90s, or the, no, this is God Almighty. Be like him. Put on the new life, a new nature, created to be like God. Ephesians 5, 1. Follow Christ. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Live a life filled with love. It's a whole different way of, of dealing with life, of dealing with situations. Your storytelling will change. If you don't have a whole lot of complaints, or if you're the one who always has to be the winner, and I told them, I told them at the hospital, I told the doctor, I told that waitress, I don't know if you know this, or you complain enough, you get somebody spitting in your soup. You're under when you go see the doctor and you go into the OR. What happens in there? You can see that, right? But you want to yell. I'm just suggesting you might want to rethink it. Just don't. There's a whole different way of living. And that's what he's offering. A whole different way of living. Follow Christ. Imitate God and everything. Live a life filled with love. That sounds like a good plan. So that's the new life. New way, new, new kingdom. Now, just having heard that, there are going to be people who are going to go, okay, I'm going to affirm everything. Everything's good. There are churches who do this, denominations who do this. That's idiocy. And yet, just from what I've given you, 
go, well, yeah, I can forgive and love and I have to accept and affirm everything in every way and everything that everybody does. Scripture being way ahead of the game, planned on that. So Ephesians 5, 6, do not accept and affirm everything. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. It's not saying affirm everything. If we really love them, we want them to get closer to God, all this ego stuff, the violation, the identifying with the dark side, with going Satan's way, all of that. Nope. Nope. I love you enough to say something about that. I'm not going to affirm it. I'm not going to accept it. I don't have to scream and yell, but I can say words that say, hey, the path is open for you to live life filled with love, and it's over here. Not over there, it's over here. So I'm going to point you in that direction. Is God going to deal with those who don't listen? Yeah, just like he does with us. He's going to deal with it. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him, which means the consequences will come. If you want to show somebody uh, the right direction, you love them enough, point them towards him. Point him towards walking with him. Live it up. You are people of light. Ephesians 5.8 For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So, live as people of light. Live as people of light. That's a different way of living. And this isn't by your definition. Or we get a bunch of humans together and come up and define this. This is God's definition of what those things are and what they mean, which requires us to get back into the book and discover what he means by these things and look at the example of Jesus and how did he live this out so we can see that's what this means to live as a person of light or to live as a person with loving others. So it doesn't fit how me and Billy Bob and Mabel all decide this is. No, this is from on high. This is the God of heaven who has perspective on this, understands human nature, understands the ways of the world, knows what the devil's trying to do and his tricks, and says, I've got a way for you to live. And it's new. This is a new day to live in this kingdom with the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus leading the way, follow him, live this new light or this new life, and live as people in the light. So put on your new life in Christ. Put on your new life in Christ. We're going to start with Demo Day. If you've seen those home improvement shows, you've seen they got to go into those places and those houses, and they start tearing them apart. Well, that's, that's where we've got to start. Got to have a Demo Day when we look at this stuff in our own lives and say, I need to, I need to tear that out. That's, that's an old style. That's, that's from uh, way back, and it's corrupt, it's moldy, it's dangerous, it's ugly. I just need to get, get that, tear it out. And then take out the trash. You got to get that out of there. You got to take it over, put it in the dump. You got to burn it. You got to get rid of it. You don't put it where you can go get it again. When you get mad, 
or you're sour, or in that situation, you pull that one back out again. I'm going to go to work. I pull it back out again. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to pull that one out again. Nope. Take out the trash. Get rid of it. Call the exterminator because even when you've done all of that, the bugs will come and there will be things that will try to eat through, termites that will attack things. There will be rodents of some kind. When those things show up, you gotta you got to be aware and you got to deal with them. you got to keep your eye on those things and they will creep in and they will creep into your attitude, the way your words are, what makes you hot. And you go, oh, I let it back in. Just don't. Get the exterminator. Talk to Jesus. Get it straight. Let the Holy Spirit back in to rework the attitudes, the way you think. Clear that stuff out. Build new God's way. God's way. Not what you assume is God's way. Not the way you think is good because that makes me feel good. Do it God's way and you will feel feel good because things will change it's a new way of living build god's way get into the scriptures find out what the direction he's going get some direction in terms of of uh, what his plans are where he's headed Uh, build new god's way bring in the good and true this is partially understanding where God is headed with these things, but then practicing them so that the good and the true, the things that are lasting, they're going to be everlasting, are part of your life. The, the scriptures are not going away. The grass, flowers, all going to fade, but not God's word. It lasts forever. So you've got scriptures that are going to guide you, that will help you no matter what season no matter what decade no matter what millennium it's the scriptures and you go find out what it is that's good and true according to what god is intending and where he's headed and you add that into your life you begin to practice it you begin to use those things so that the words you're speaking are words of encouragement and pointing people in the right direction they also reflect love and if you need it get help so bring in the good and true Get help as you need it because for all of us, we may be hitting a wall and not know. So am I seeing this right? I'm stuck. I don't know how I go from here or where I go from here. And just ask God for help and bring somebody in your life, give you a resource, maybe books, maybe somebody that can coach you along the way, something. But if you need that help, ask him, ask him for that too. And begin to move in that direction to live this new life. Put on the new style. Take off the old. And enjoy the life that he's given you. A life of light. You are a person of light. Let's pray. Father, thank you for allowing us this time together. As we uh, consider these things. Point out, Lord, those things in our lives that need to be brought to you. So that we can take out the trash and so that we can put on a new style, so that we can live in the light. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you for bringing the new kingdom. God, thank you for caring enough about us that you've made all this possible. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working in us and changing us. And right here, I apologize for the sorrow that we've brought you. And I ask that you would work, meet with us and work with us here today. 
And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.